Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that sometimes a few bad words might slip through the net. This episode contains some adult language. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. My name is Katie. What's your name? My name's Tim. Why did you start singing? Why not? <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, how is everyone doing? Hope, how are you? Hope you're good. <laughs> hope you're enjoying the light at the end of the tunnel, the COVID-19 pandemic. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hope everyone's getting a vaccine. Yep. And keep on wearing those masks. Keep on wearing them masks and clearing those hands. And staying safe. And staying safe, keeping your distance and following all government regulations and guidelines. Exactly. And (laughs) listening to podcasts (laughs) all the time. Especially ours Mm -hmm. all the time. Wait, uh, how are you doing, Katie? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Life is good. Life Life is good. good. It's a Tuesday morning. I only got one class to teach today, so... Yeah, me too, actually. Chilling out. Um, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about unlucky people. Unlucky people. Uh, the unluckiest people. Yeah, the unluckiest people in history. We've got six stories of extremely unlucky people. Extremely unlucky people. Do you have any women? Oh, yes, I've got one. I, I couldn't find any stories about women. I really wanted to include a woman. Mm-hmm. We've got I one. I could not find them. Well, sorry, guys. It's going to be quite male-centric. Quite a f- bit of a sausage fest. Yeah, we've got um, one woman at the end. One. We'll save her for the end. No, or maybe we should, she should go first. No, that's sexist. Ladies <laughs> first. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Why is that sexist? I don't know. There's been it's a bit chivalry. Of a, there's been a bit of a backlash against ladies first. I don't I know. I mean, come on. Come on. It's only polite, isn't it? Um, so we're going to tell you six different stories yeah. of super unlucky people from history, and maybe at the end we'll try and decide which one we think is the, the most unlucky. Yeah, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. should I go first? You go first. Who have okay. you got? Story number one: We've got James Howell from Newport in Wales. We were going to do Welsh accents, nope. but we can't. No, <laughs> it didn't sound good. It didn't sound good. Um, didn't want to offend anyone. Um, but James Howell, have you heard of him, Tim? I think you probably have. I have a bit, but I don't know the details, so... Okay. Well, um, James Howell Mm -hmm. bought a load of Bitcoin, so digital currency, Mm -hmm. um, back in the er the early 2000s. Right. Um, He... So the thing with Bitcoin is that that it's stored on a a piece of software, or hardware, rather. Mm -hmm. On a hard drive or a phone. On a hard drive or or laptop, whatever. Um, He then spilt something on that laptop... And therefore, mm-hmm. the hard drives from that laptop were just, they weren't ruined, but he just threw, the laptop was, kept the hard drives, put them in a drawer. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing a clear out mm-hmm. and he threw away the hard drives with the Bitcoin on it. Now, he had, I think at the time, I think he'd invested quite a fair bit of money. I can't remember how much it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 7,500 Bitcoin. 7,500 Bitcoin. Yeah. He, which was fairly cheap at the time, he threw that hard drive away. Thinking it was the broken thinking one. Thinking it was the, a different the hard, damaged hard drive, one. basically. So he threw, threw away the away. wrong one. 
this hard drive then got taken away by the council mm -hmm. and thrown into a landfill or a land tip. Mm -hmm. um, landfill then, is when they bury the rubbish bury underground. The rubbish, yes. It's quite difficult to get it back out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he then realised his mistake um, and he has been ever since trying to get the hard drive back mm -hmm. now the problem is that the massive problem is as you're probably aware the bitcoin has shot up in value mm -hmm. and now they think it's worth millions and millions and millions of of pounds mm -hmm. or dollars or euros so he's desperate to get it back he's desperate to get it back mm -hmm. he has asked the newport council to dig up the landfill site to find the hard drive. Mm -hmm. He's offered them £52 million pounds wow. to do this. Because that's like a percentage of... It's a percentage of If they find the, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. He's like, I'll give you a quarter of the value. So it's basically it's worth £200 million. Wow. So I'll, I'll give you a quarter of the value to dig up the, right. the landfill site. Mm -hmm. um, but Newport has said no. We can't under the licensing permit. We we cannot we cannot dig up the landfill site, mm -hmm. and we we basically it would have a massive environmental impact on yeah. the surrounding area. And we we absolutely there's no way we can do it. You've lost the hard drive. It's gone. And they've also said there's no guarantee that the hard drive will even work. Yeah. At the end of that, because you imagine thing. it's all been compacted in. It might have been crushed. Yeah. Or just like filled with like water, water. and ruined yeah. things like that. So he's lost it. He's lost two hundred million. Yeah. Bitcoin. Wow. No, 200, 200 million pounds, not 200, 200 million, million pounds. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Fact check. So that's pretty unlucky, I'd say. Yeah. I might use this story as a cautionary tale. I'm, I'm a bit of a hoarder, and my wife's always encouraging me to throw away old things. So I right. might say to her, look, you know, this is what happens when you throw away old stuff. You lose 200 million pounds. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not throwing away that old laptop even though there's no Bitcoin on it. <laughs> uh, why don't you donate it? I could do that, but then, you know, my 200 million pounds. No, there's no 200 million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got some Bitcoin on an old phone in my house, and I need to check that I've still got it. <laughs> oh, I've got it on an online wallet. Yeah, mine's in a Bitcoin wallet on my old phone. We both bought it three years ago mm -hmm. when all of the hype about Bitcoin started. <laughs> I bought a very small amount. It's I not bought, worth it very much. I bought a slightly bigger amount, which is now worth more. And I need to check up on that. Keep check up on it. <laughs> Don't put it in the bin. Don't put it in the bin. So, well, so we, there you go. That's a cautionary tale. How unlucky do you think that guy is? I think it's pretty unlucky. It must be quite yeah. heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just money. Yeah. Uh, it must be frustrating that you... It must be very frustrating. Yeah. But I don't know if it's necessarily the most unlucky like he's still fine health wise his yeah. family are all fine That's he's all true. fine mm -hmm. so I don't think it's that bad and do you I have something that can beat that I think I do one of the later ones okay um, but I also think some of them are just like unlucky and there's nothing you can do about it it's like I don't know say for example you're struck by lightning it's unless you were holding a umbrella in a lightning storm or a golf club in the air or something, that's pretty unlucky. Okay. But if it's something where you can think about it, it's your mistake that you threw it away. I think yeah, that's, that's like, stupid. yes, it's unlucky, but it's the one that's going to hurt you fault. more, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I do have a story do about that? a man that's been struck by lightning. Uh, okay. We'll come to that. Um, I'm going to go story with two. story two. 
And I'm going to choose my one that's also about money because I think it links quite like Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Okay, this one. Um, so I got told about this story because there's a lesson plan on my blog, freeenglishlessonplans.com, uh, made by Alice from hottakeenglish.com. Uh, free plug for Alice. She got in touch with me with a guest post uh, wanting to do a lesson plan based on this story and you can download the lesson plan from the blog um and it is about uh a 19 year old uh called rachel kennedy from the uk um so rachel and her boyfriend liam uh he's 21 uh always play the same numbers in the euro millions lottery so their numbers are 6 12 22 29 33 6 and 11 Okay. Um, and they always play these same numbers every How old are these people? Week. She's 19. Well, at the time of this, she was 19. Right. And he was 21. Um, and so they play the same numbers for five weeks in a row and they had a direct debit, so a direct bank, bank transfer set up to automatically pay for their ticket every week. Right. So the money just comes out of her account and they play the same numbers every week. Um, okay. And then one week, it was the Euro Millions and the the, the jackpot, the big price, had got up to £182 million. Um, and then that's they, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, and then she got a, a message, automatic message sent to her saying that there had been a winning match after last Friday's draw. So, Holy moly. Um, she got this message saying, your numbers are the ones that have won the lottery. So she was like, does she know how much she's won at this point? Well, she thinks, yeah. Um, I've made 182 million. She's thinking, yeah, I've won the lottery. I've won the lottery. And she's telling her I've boyfriend, won we've won 182 I'm a million. We're millionaires. Um, so she was hoping that she was going to be one of the richest women uh, in Britain. And then she realized that there hadn't been enough money in her bank account. Shit. And the transfer hadn't gone through. Oh, no. So she'd like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I maybe bought one extra coffee or like... Uh. But when it came to the moment for that transfer to come out of her bank account, there wasn't enough money there, so the transfer didn't go through. And then the Friday after that, her numbers came up. Oh, my gosh. That is the worst luck. Yeah. That must be... That must make you feel sick. As she said, she was absolutely heartbroken. Um, and now she hates those numbers and thinks of them as the... Unlucky numbers. Th- numbers in 13's the world. no longer unlucky. It's yeah. all those numbers. What were they again? Uh, 6, 12, 22, 29, 33, 6 and 11. So 6 is in there twice. But Terrible. Because you have to choose two like bonus numbers or oh, something. Right, okay. I'm not sure how it works. The, all those numbers, don't use them. They're unlucky numbers. Yeah, exactly. Bloody hell. And then, poor, poor couple. Obviously, the boyfriend is quite angry with her because oh, right. they're playing the numbers together, but the money comes out of her account. Right. Yeah. And imagine... Do they break up? I don't know. I, <laughs> I would maybe, assume so. I would assume so. Um, but imagine, like I said, that you hadn't thought about how much money is in your account. I do this sometimes. You haven't checked your balance for a while and you're just buying things on your card and you go and get like a coffee and it's that coffee that takes you under the five pounds that you <laughs> need to play the, the the lottery. And that coffee, instead of costing you £3.50, cost you £182 Jeez million. Pounds. 
Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts a lot. That hurts a lot. But listen, life goes on. Life goes on. It's life just on. money. It's just money. It's just money. I mean, that, that's a bit like the James Howell story. Yeah. That hurts as well. It is life-changing amount of money. But yeah. Yeah. For many people, it would be life-changing. Yeah, for most people, right? Yeah. Is it Jeff Bezos? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Maybe it would be for Jeff Bezos if he'd be fine. Yeah. Um, what do you think on the scale of unluckiness? That would hurt. That would hurt. Yeah. That would hurt. That would hurt. Again, because it's a bit like a bit like the James Howell thing. It's something that you've done yourself. Yeah. It's understandable. It's not something mistake. that's happened to you. Um, yeah. So you'd be kicking yourself for a long time. Probably yeah. one of those things that you think back and go, oh, cringe. And you just want to shrivel up and die. Oh God, yeah. You'd just be thinking, ah, oh, that, that was a nice day. You'd, nev- you you'd nice never day live out. it down either. Yeah. Like you'd, people would always be like, oh, remember that time when you didn't win the lottery? Yeah. And imagine, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, you're always going to be thinking of it. And like you might be like, ah, oh, I've had a really nice day today. That was good. Ah, <sighs> shit, but I could be a multi-million. <laughs> 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 terrible bloody yeah what a nice happiest day of my life yeah. I could have been a millionaire yeah oh, I really enjoyed my wedding I day I like James Howell oh, but, but I am a millionaire <laughs> and I can't get to the money <laughs> yeah, bloody hell I know money's not everything but you know mm. it's to have that opportunity dangled in front of you and then have it taken away indeed alright what um, have you got next next story story number three We've got a guy called Roy C. Sullivan, mm-hmm. who holds the Guinness World Record for the most lightning strikes survived. Wow. So there might be someone with more lightning strikes that they didn't they survive. They didn't survive. But he survived the most, um, the most lightning strikes. So how many lightning strikes do you think he survived? Uh, well, it's going to have to be, I'm going to say, it's got to be more than two. I reckon it's going to be. Four. Okay, good. I was hoping you weren't going to say 11 because that would have been underwhelming. Seven. Seven. Seven lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Going around holding that metal umbrella that you were talking about. So he was the only man in the world to be struck by lightning seven times. Did you do it on purpose? No. (laughs) No. He's going for the record. No. But he was a park ranger. Maybe that's got something Uh, to do with it. So he was working uh, in a... um, uh, in a park in Virginia, like a national park, like a, a national park, mm-hmm. um, and basically, uh, that might have something to do with it. Maybe it's a very place where there's lots of not a lightning about, not a lightning around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so lightning strike is made up of a hundred million volts in a single lightning strike. Wow. So it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So the first time he got hit by a lightning uh, was in 1942. Oh, okay. And he lost his big toenail. Ah, that was it. That was it. Uh, Then in 1969, so about, you know, more than 20 years have passed, Mm -hmm. he got struck again. And this time, he lost his eyebrows. (laughs) Wow. Very specific. Uh, Then the next year, July 1970, he got his left shoulder burnt. And then in 1972, his hair set on fire. Okay. And then again in 1973, his hair set on fire again and he got his legs burnt. And then in 1976, he got his ankle injured. 
And then 1977, he got his chest and stomach burns. That sounds like the worst. That sounds like progressive. The more you get struck by lightning, the worse the, the worse it gets. Get. I think that's what it is. Just like progressive. First, you start off with your big toenail, then you. What happens? You then you lose your eyebrows, then your hair goes on fire, then your hair goes on fire again, and you get burned, and it gets gradually worse. What are the dates again? So it's once in 1942. 1942, 1969, 1970, 1972, 1973, 1977. Or maybe what? he's just got like a really magnetic energy for lightning. <laughs> really magnetic personality. He's got a magnetic personality. <laughs> um, but why does he just stop going out in storms? Why didn't he do well, that? Well, if you're a park ranger, <laughs> you might be out in a storm anyway. Yeah. I mean, he probably should have just gone inside. Yeah, probably. S- stood under a big metal pole. He didn't learn his lesson. He didn't learn his lesson. No. Well, actually, it was sadly, it's quite a sad end. Um, he got his heart broken. And then took his own life in 1983. Oh, no. Yeah. What was his name? His name was Roy C. Sullivan. Poor Roy. Yeah. Looks like a sweet man. Yeah. Must have been a bit... stupid. (laughs) Oh, God. Bloody hell. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Judgmental much? struck by lightning twice. He's a park ranger. He works outside. Where's he going to go? He's been told not to stand under a tree. What, the other things you don't do in a lightning storm? You don't stand a, under a tree. Don't hold a golf umbrella. A golf umbrella? <laughs> don't hold a golf club in the air. Or an umbrella. Um, Is there any don't more go on top of hills. Don't go on top of hills. Because it normally strikes the tallest thing around. Okay, so if you're a uh, park ranger, what do park rangers do? They have to go around parks. So maybe he's there fixing a fence on the top of a hill. With a metal hammer. With a metal hand. hammer. <laughs> Ding. Go inside, Roy. I reckon he was trying to get superpowers or something. You think so? Yeah. I don't think he did. No. Just lost his toenails. What do you think about that for unlucky, though? I think it's pretty unlucky, but... I just th- I think you think it's a bit stupid. I think... You think you're being a bit judgmental. I don't know. Poor Roy. <laughs> Poor Roy. But Seven is a bit <laughs> ridiculous. Seven, to me... Sounds like you're doing, doing something wrong, or you're doing it, or you're going for the record. Maybe his mate had done six, and he was it was a he was competition. Like, oh, I'm gonna beat that guy. But it's pretty unlucky. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he, if he if he'd survived longer, if he'd lived longer. I wonder if he would have got struck again. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But it's a good story. Kind of, kind of sad story as well. It must have been yeah. like, oh, not again. Okay, so I've got one for you. Story. What are we on? Story. Four. Story number four. I've got two World War Two stories. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with this one. There's a really good Radio Lab episode. Yeah. Another podcast mm-hmm. who did the full story of this story. I'm going to tell you an abbreviated uh, story. Um, this is based on a. Uh, well, my notes are based on a an article from the NPR uh, website, which is a really good website from. National Public Radio in the US. Um, and it tells the story of Tsutomu Yamaguchi. Sorry to, I know this to, guy. to uh, our Japanese listeners if I've massacred that. So, I'll tell the story. August 1945. Okay. <gasps> Tsutomu was late for work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going, he works for Mitsubishi. In mm-hmm. the factory in Hiroshima, mm-hmm. he designs uh, tankers. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so he's late for work. He's rushing to work, um, walking through the city. 
he looks up into the sky and he sees a single plane flying over the city. Um, it's it, Superman. <laughs> and he sees a single speck falling from the plane. Oh, God. And he's like, what's that? He, the, during this time, obviously, the Americans have been bombing uh, Japan quite heavily um, using um, normal bombs, um, non-atomic bombs. Um, so he saw the speck, the bomb falling from the sky and instinctively hid, covering his head um, with his arms and then the bomb exploded. Okay, when he sort of came to, he felt that his arms felt like they were sunburnt. Okay, they were really red because he'd been covering his head with them. And he was looking around. There's obviously lots of devastation around, but he wasn't right at the the epicenter of the explosion. He didn't know what to do. He was like, um, okay, I'll just keep going to work. Okay, it's good dedication. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that bomb's just gone off. Um, so he started heading, c- continuing on to the Mitsubishi factory, but when he got to the factory, it wasn't there. It had been completely destroyed by the bomb. Oh, my gosh. And there was just a massive pile of rubble. Um, he must have been in shock, that's yeah. what I think. And there were lots of people, obviously, in shock. Uh, there were lots of uh, lots of people that had obviously been killed. But he heard that the, the trains were still running, so the trains to get out of the city were still running. He just had to make it to the train station. Um, but all the bridges in the city had been destroyed by the bomb and the train station was on the other side of the river. Um, so he really struggled to cross the river, crossing uh, crossing like the destroyed bridge, going past oh all the hundreds goodness. of dead bodies and things floating in the river. Oh my God. Um, quite a, a traumatic experience. We finally managed to get across onto the other side of the river, made it to the train station. Um and then and surprisingly, yeah, the trains were still running. So he was like, phew, okay, I'll be able to get back to my wife. So he jumped on the train uh, to get back to his hometown. What was his hometown? I don't know. Nagasaki. Oh, crap. So he went back to Nagasaki. Um, and then I think it was a week later or three, four days later, Nagasaki was hit by the second atomic bomb. Oh, my God. Um, so it's the guy who was hit by both the atomic bombs. Uh, they think that there were 150 people who were both who were in both cities at the time of the blasts. So 150 people who went from Hiroshima to Nagasaki and got hit by the second one. Mm. But they only think there were a few, a very small handful of people who were within the blast radiuses of both of them, so within 1.5 miles. So Hiroshima was hit on the 6th of August 1945 mm-hmm. and Nagasaki was on the 9th of August 1945. Okay, three days later. Oh, yeah. my God. Um... So he was one of the only few people who were in the, in the within the blast radius. Um, but the story has a happy ending. Uh, he and his wife were worried about having children. They had lots of reports of what the radiation could do, and um, things like that. Um, and they had three atomic bomb blasts between them because he'd had been hit by two, and mm. she got hit by the one in um, mm. in Nagasaki. Um, but their kids were healthy. They had children, and they Thank grew goodness. up healthily. Um, she died aged 88. Amazing. Of of cancer, and they think the cancer was caused by the yeah. bomb blast. Yeah. And he died of stomach cancer, but aged 93. Okay. Probably also caused by the radiation. Yeah, and they think they were both, they caused, the cancers were both caused by the plutonium in the Nagasaki bomb. <laughs> but... But they lived... To live to a ripe old age. Ripe old age. And um, hopefully survive some of the trauma that that must have caused. Yeah, really traumatic. But when you read that, you're like... You know, he just survived the first one, gets on the train. Where's he going? I mean, is that lucky or unlucky? 
Mm. Well, it's lucky in a way to have survived it. To survived. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky to have gone on and found, you know, happiness and joy later in life through children and through a yeah. long life, and mm-hmm. hopefully made managed to overcome some of that. Yeah. What a horrible, mm-hmm. kind of unimaginable experience. Yeah. But I think that might take the biscuit, if I'm honest. Yeah. Unlucky stories. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Ouchie, ouchie. Definitely. What have you got, Katie? Ugh, I don't even. I don't even know how to move on from that. Our minds a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> uh, well, that's what we need. Okay. So this is story number five. Okay. Um, it's a guy called Frame Selak from Croatia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's had. Se- he's famous for several brushes with death. Um, okay. I don't think he holds a word record, but they're they're all pretty extreme. So. In 1962, he was uh, on a train crossing mm-hmm. crossing a river through a, 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 a valley, mm-hmm. and the the bridge collapsed and the train plummeted into the river. Mm-hmm. Seventeen people died. I don't know how many people were on the train, but seventeen people died. And he was pulled out of the river by an unknown person with a broken arm and hypothermia. Okay. So he survived this really dramatic. So the train, train crash. fell off into the yeah. Whoa. The bridge collapsed. So that was 1962. The next year in 1963, mm-hmm. yeah. he's on a plane. He was on a plane. Really? And the uh, the plane door malfunctioned and sucked him out. What? So he fell. I don't know how far he fell, but he fell, landed on, of all things, a haystack. No way. In a field. Wow. Then the plane then crashed, and mm-hmm. I think there was 19 people dead on in this, in this plane crash. So if he hadn't been sucked out the door, he would have died in the plane crash. Probably. Probably. I don't know if everyone died in the plane crash, right. but he landed on a haystack. <laughs> that's, that's really lucky, really I think. Lucky. Very yeah, lucky yeah. indeed. It's good balance. So then seven years later, uh, his car mm-hmm. exploded. So um, he his, well, his car caught fire. So... I don't know exactly how this happened. It didn't. It didn't state on the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. But uh, his car caught fire, and he managed to escape before the tank blew up, which was uh, very lucky. And he just—the only thing that was wrong with him, anything happened, his hair caught on fire. Oh, like the guy who got struck by lightning. Yeah, so yeah. that was it. It's obviously <laughs> something to do with. There's a correlation there. So a train crash. A train crash. Pl- fell plane out of a plane. Crash. <laughs> car, car exploding. exploding. Uh, so then he's got a bit of that's all happened in the span of like a decade, mm-hmm. and then he's got a bit of a hiatus now. Oh, then, he's got more. There's more. Oh yeah. There now, obviously, uh, problems with uh, former Yugoslavia. There was a lot of uh, in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good situation. Yeah. In in Croatia, um, he was on a mountain road driving in his car, and uh, a UN truck mm-hmm. comes swerving around the corner, and this in this uh, mountainous road mm-hmm. and he has to swerve to avoid it yeah and swerves into into the the mountain railings which then which then collapses but the mm-hmm. car doesn't go over the edge mm-hmm. so he survived that as well and that point i don't know how old he was at that point but so that's another thing that he survived a bloody un truck full of un yeah, yeah. Unite forces. So could have gone off the, off the edge. Could have gone off the, the edge, but didn't. Yeah. Then, There's so more. after all this trauma, <laughs> there's good news. Finally, this guy frame he gets he gets he gets a break. Mm-hmm. On his seventy third birthday, mm-hmm. he wins a lottery. No I can't way. remember how much he wins. 
<laughs> Damn it, wow. didn't write it down. But he wins a lot of money. I think it's a fair amount. I think it's over a million dollars. Wow. A fair amount of money. It was something like 750,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives, he buys like a boat with it. He buys a house and then he gives the rest away to friends and family. Oh, really? And he just lives a very frugal, simple life. Nice. Um, I'm not sure if he's still surviving, but he's just, you know, after all that bad luck, mm-hmm. he's finally got some good luck. That's cool. I think. What's his name? Um, if I'm saying it right, Frame Selak. Frame Selak. Or Frame. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But well, good uh, for that's him. his name. And he's from Croatia. So yeah. you go, after all that bad luck, finally some good things at the end. What do you think about that? I like it. It's a good story. Simultaneously lucky and unlucky in yeah, some ways. Yeah, as right? many of these people have been. Yeah, um, falling and hitting the haystack, that's pretty... That's a bloody hell. That must yeah. have been, you must have thought, I've got sucked out of a plane and I'm falling to my death. Oh, I've landed in a haystack. Yeah, and then for it to be like, that saved you from dying in the plane crash, Yeah, maybe. It's the most like, mental one. Everyone on the plane must be thinking, oh, that poor guy. Got sucked out of the plane. <laughs> and then like, okay. Oh, no. Yeah. We were in worse luck. Yeah. So yeah, that's my final story. What's your final story? My final story. Story number six. Story number six. Back to the Second World War. Can you tell I've been uh, reading lots of audiobooks about the Second World War? Reading lots of audiobooks. Listening to lots of audiobooks. Okay, so let's take a look at this one. So a guy called Yang Kyung Yong. We both should have checked the pronunciation of all of these names. <laughs> Yang Kyun Yong. There we go. It's, it's got here the okay. Romanization. So yeah, I'm not butchering it too much, but sorry for any listeners if I am. <laughs> so too. this is a, a, a accepted by some historians, but there's been some uh, what's the word skepticism poured on it. Maybe if this guy might not actually exist, but right. it's quoted by lots of historians okay. as the unluckiest soldier in the Second World War, or one of the most unlucky. We survived, so in a way, some ways, lucky. But, uh, so he was a guy from Korea. And in 1938, at the age of 18, he was in Manchuria. And the Japanese had invaded mainland uh, mainland Asia and they'd taken over Manchuria. Mm. Um, And he was conscripted into the Japanese, forcefully conscripted into the Japanese army um, and forced to fight for the Japanese. and then the Japanese attacked the Soviet Union. Um, so he attacked uh, with his battalion, attacked during the Battle of Kalkin Gol, and he was captured by the Soviets. Okay, so they captured him, and they sent him to the Gulag labor camp. Oh, so man. he was in like a, a camp working for the Soviets. Um, and that's really, the Gulag was famous for like being really bad conditions. Yeah. It's freezing cold, mm-hmm. the Arctic tundra. Yeah, it's normally in Siberia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the the Nazis invaded Russia, invaded the Soviet Union, and the Soviets were desperate for more men. So they took the people from the uh, camp, gave them weapons, and put them in the in the Red Army, so they could fight against the against the Nazis. So in 1942, uh, he started fighting for the uh, the Red Army, and he was sent to the Eastern Front of Europe. So he's fighting against the the Nazis there. Then in 1943, he was captured by the Nazis um, during the Battle of Kharkov and again put into uh, labor camps. Oh, my God. And sent to, eventually sent to France to fight 
against the invading Allied forces uh, in D-Day. So he was stationed uh, quite near to Utah Beach in northern France. And then he was captured by the Americans when they invaded France. Um, and he lived out the rest of his life eventually in the United States. Um, but to be forcefully conscripted <laughs> into one army in, in, uh, your, in your like home country... And then slowly make your way across the yeah, whole of fighting for all these different armies. Eurasia fighting for no all control. the bad guys, basically. You've got no control over your own no, life. Exactly. Um, That's pretty goddamn unlucky. And to end up like in northern France, but then like miles away. I don't know if he even spoke. Yeah, like what language? Not did even he speak? maybe didn't even speak Japanese, and then he didn't maybe didn't speak Russian, maybe didn't speak German, and then. And then the Americans, when they found him, thought that he was Japanese because the Germans were allied with with the Japanese. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm originally Korean. Korean man. And, yeah. And you've just been forced into all these situations. So he was in, mm-hmm. like, basically in, like, three different... Three different sides across three different the sides, World War. Several different labor camps. Yeah. God knows what he saw. Mm-hmm. And then eventually was lived, lived out the rest of his days in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He applied for citizenship. Wow. And got over there. So... Thank goodness. Yeah. Got out the heck out of Europe. <laughs> Flipping Yeah, heck. exactly. That's unlucky, man. That's pretty unlucky. Which one do you think is the unluckiest story of our six stories? Um, I don't know. I think to be unlucky, it kind of needs to be not your fault. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... I think the... Um, oh, my God, what's his name? The... Uh, the guy who hit by two name? atomic bombs. Yeah, Hiroshima, Nico- N- Nagasaki. Nagasaki guy. Yeah. Oh God. Tsutomu Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. Yeah. I think Yamaguchi might be the um, yeah the unlucky one for me. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Um, have you got any unlucky stories, Katie? Any unlucky mm. things ever happened to you? I've been very lucky in life. Yeah. Very me privileged. Too. I think, and I choose to forget the times when I may have been considered unlucky because mm-hmm. I think my luckiness outweighs everything else. Yeah, me too. I feel very <laughs> privileged and lucky. Yeah, especially compared to some of these stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've grown up in a time mostly without war. Yeah. Um, in the countries we've in lived countries in, countries yeah. that we've mm-hmm. lived in, you know, we can be fine. thankful. We can be thankful. Just makes you a bit more grateful for it does. life's life's thrown in your path. Mm-hmm. Haven't been struck by lightning. Haven't been struck by lightning. Haven't not won the lottery when I could have. Yeah. Maybe we should start playing the lottery. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we're lucky enough for that. Mm-hmm. Or I might not. I'd just be satisfied with what I've got. Exactly. Learn to love the life you have. Exactly. Put Aww. that on a poster. Stick that on an emotional <laughs> quote poster. Put it on a coffee cup. We can sell them. Two teas Learn to love the life you have. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all, the time. all we've got time for today. Yep. If you are listening and want to leave a comment on the unluckiest stories or the unluckiest thing that's happened to you on any of our socials, send us a tweet at Tootie's Pod. Send us an Instagram comment mm-hmm. at Tootie's Pod. And Facebook. Yeah, get on Facebook. Leave a comment. Send us an email. Send us an email. Tootiespod at gmail.com. Exactly. Why not? And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Tooties in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome.
Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Teas in a Pod. I'd like to thank our wonderful producer, Ben Ward, our graphics man, Mark Wilding, the lovely singers on our intro, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and myself. I'm not thanking myself. You know what I mean. And, of course, my wonderful co-host, Tim Worry. See you next time. Bye!